Hey, pals, we're back for another episode of the Pals Podcast. This week, we had Amir, a.k.a. DJ Crunch, a.k.a. Louis Pastor. He had some crazy insights for us. Why don't you tell them what they said, Georgie? So, obviously, everybody, Crunch is a DJ. Toronto, big Toronto DJ. I would say world-renowned DJ. He's honestly a great guy, but also a master's and PhD in neuro-oncology. So we got into a little bit of everything, a little bit of music, a little bit of behavioral psychology, psychology of colors, uh, how he manages his time. Honestly, we had such a good conversation, so insightful, and just learned so much from somebody that you wouldn't think had all this knowledge. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. it was a fun conversation. One of our uh, longer podcasts to date, but we honestly really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, give it a listen. Let us know what you think. Hit the subscribe button and let's go. I mean, the first thing you want is, is chemistry with your guest, whoever you have. They need to have a bit of personality, character, whatnot, right? Other than that, you don't want to go off script because that's not what podcast is. Radio, television, it's all scripted. The beauty about a podcast is there is no you know, uh, censorship. There is no, at this time, you got to put a commercial in, whatnot. So it's just, it needs to be organic. And that's the fun part of it. Well, that's what we kind of define our podcast as. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a natural conversation picture. You're going on like an hour, two hour long car ride with your boys. This is it. Like you're, you just can't talk back to us because you're listening. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the feedback we've gotten so far is that, you know, all our buddies, like, I think we've made this joke on this podcast before, but our buddies say when they listen, our buddies and friends, we know they say we listen to it and it literally sounds like they're in the car with us. And that they just can't get a word in to give their feedback. But then they say that's normally how it is when you yeah, talk to us. Because yeah, yeah. we just debate everything yeah. and we cut everybody yeah, off. Yeah, and but, they want to jump in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, it's been good. Uh, I think we just like, let's get let's get this thing going. Uh, I love it. So, just flew in straight out straight out of the airport, right to the Pals podcast. DC. Yeah. It was oh. a bit of a nightmare. By the way, um, just a quick segment over yeah. there. How do you have a, a community uh, skateboard? You, you know those there? guys. Come on. You know Art? <laughs> of course. That's uh, my buddy. Art's my boy. He's my buddy. So, I, so we were just talking now about the rebranding we yeah. did for our company. Community actually helped us do yeah. the, like the sto- a little bit of the story, the narrative and all that. So, yeah. Um, by, uh, yeah. People by design. Yeah. yeah. So it's great. So they send us one every year, like the little uh, their gift they do every year. So we had the little poster, the astrological That's one right, had yeah. last year. Uh, yeah. But Art's been, uh, Art's been great. Like we bounce ideas off him. Uh, whenever anything with, he's with marketing, a great, he's, a, that. he's a great person. I hope he's listening. He's a, he's a fantastic person. I've known him for 15 years. He's helped me through whatever I needed. Yeah. Whether it was logo design, whatnot. I'm working on a new company. He helped me out with that as well. Nice. Yeah. So fantastic person. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about him. And he's probably the coolest dad that I know. Yeah. Well, he started like, I think, do you know him? Cause he started doing, uh, uh like flyers for clubs or whatever. That's how yeah. he got his start in the yeah. industry, which I didn't know. Well, 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 it was in community before it was pulp and fiber. Yes. Yes. That's when I met them. So they, that's when I met him too. They did pulp our marketing as pulp and fiber. It was a couple months before they transitioned to community and then they became, so this is like talking five, six years ago. Now, oh yeah. If not more. I, re- I remember the pulp and fiber logos for Cobra. That's Toronto. right. That, oh, you remember right. our Brandt house? Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, they're honestly great. Like I pop by their office every now and then. Uh, him, David, uh, 
you know a few other guys. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, awesome. not not to go through on a tangent. Of course, um, of course. Yeah, just came back from DC. Pull this um, a little, a little yeah, closer. Yeah, a little bit, little closer. Yeah, yeah. Better now. Yeah. Yeah, just came back from DC. Um, for a for a city that has three airports, Ronald Reagan, um, Dallas, and another one, they cannot get it right. It's horrific. Really horrific. And um, anyways, you know, uh, from what's happening recently with, you know, the viruses and closures and whatnot, I was expecting uh, something out of like a horror movie. Didn't see any, a single person wearing a mask. Nothing like that. Everybody was super yeah. chill. So my way there was fantastic. My way back, this, um, this French couple was sitting behind me, two kids. I kid you not, and I'm not exaggerating this. They, as soon as the kid sat in his seat, he started banging his head oh aggressive. My. No, no, no. Not even on top of the cushion seat. On the tray. Like the oh. tray behind my seat. Like straight down, smacking <laughs> his head downwards? Just smack. It didn't make sense Jeez. to me. I turned around. Like I asked, I asked his, um, his mom. I'm like, he's going to hurt himself. He's like, he's going to stop. Don't worry about it. They were so nonchalant <laughs> about it. I was like, what? <laughs> Anyways, made it back. Wait, let, good. I got a question on that. So I might as well. What's what's your uh, what's your etiquette for flying? If someone's sitting in the middle seat, yeah, is the middle get armrest or does it? Everyone gets their every man for themselves. What's your what's your flight uh, your plane etiquette on that or your stance? Armrest arm has to come. Down. Okay, so my my entire etiquette in life, if you want to uh, model it on something, I would say Larry David. Okay, I'm, I'm very much like him. That's that's how I see everything. It's like listen. Um, for example, his last episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, he's in a hallway about to go to the washroom and there's a person in front of him uh, with a, uh, who, who has a disability with a walking aid and he's walking very slowly. And the whole scene is he's just walking slowly behind him and he's, so he passes by him, he runs to the washroom, comes out and when he comes out, the guy's outside of, his, outside of the washroom. He's like, hey man, you passed me. He's like, listen, I, I took over everything. I did a math. Of how slow you were. <laughs> he, he goes, I did the equation. How slow you were walking, how long it takes for me to go to the bathroom and come out. I would have had to wait five minutes. You waited 10 seconds. Yeah. And so that, I mean, the, that, that's, that's how I look at that, it. It makes sense. But that's the logic. The problem is then in today's society, you become like, and I know exactly what you mean because like logically, that makes sense. Yeah. But, but like, I don't know if it's ethically or morally. It's kind of like not the... It's viewed differently, but really, that's a different conversation. I mean, in 2020, <laughs> you have to you have to be careful about every little sure. thing that you say. For sure, yeah, definitely, you have to be careful. You have to consider everyone. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, people have different takes on it, yeah. but nobody wants to speak on it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, my you said my on etiquette the, yeah, about your, your armrest. Armrest has to come down. That's just listen. If I'm sitting with someone next to me, and and these were small planes, these were like two seater plane, yeah. uh, planes. Was it a, like Air Canada Express or no, whatever? Or like even worse, American Airlines. <laughs> yeah, so, I didn't realize. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, though. American Airlines stock has been like going down steady. Like hate to get really? into like finance. My brother's like, yeah, they dropped like eight percent yesterday because of the whole market dropped yeah. yesterday, man. And, and I was just like, oh, sick, great time to buy. And I'm like, wait a second, they've just been on a like hard downward trajectory. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't buy anything now if you visit any of the airports. And I think DC is their main hub. Yeah, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. American Airlines is DC. Listen, this. Uh, if you ever wanted to know how it feels like as a human to be a sheep, uh, a herd of sheep, <laughs> go to go, DC. Go to Ronald Reagan. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Not really. bad. I yeah. didn't notice that one. I wasn't, me and the boys went to Washington maybe two years ago around this time. And right. we didn't think it was that bad. No, it's, look, look, at nighttime, it's beautiful flying into Ronald Reagan. You see all the monuments. 
you see everything coming in. It's just like flying into Porter where you see like the CN Tower and everything else. Ronald Reagan's the same thing. You fly in, you see, it's beautiful, unreal. The process of it, of getting in out, horrific. I mean, even from, even starting from Canada, U.S. Custom Borders are the worst. Yeah. Worst. And you were down there, so you went down to play a show. Yeah. You were, I did, you were I did playing a, last night? Yeah, I did a quick show um, this morning. Uh, yeah, I did a quick show last night. And as was mentioned to you before yeah, we, we yeah. started, um, anytime I get a chance to be down there, I'll visit NIH, which is National Institute of Health, which is, as I mentioned before, I compare it to the mecca of research. Um, when I was doing my master's and PhD, anytime papers came out or we wrote papers, it has to get funneled through them. And basically, that's the database that's the main center for everything. And uh, right now with the recent uh, outbreak, which I think they're going to call it a worldwide pandemic. I think they just did today, if I'm not mistaken. Really? I haven't, yeah, I haven't read the news they, yet. They just said something that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of like the number of people that are going to be affected by it. Right. So the, the problem, just quickly, the problem with that is it's not the infections and how many people are dying from it. Because if, if you consider flu kills way more. Yeah, it's how fast and uncontrolled it's spreading border to border. So that's the problem. That's the issue. They can't control the spread of it. And yeah, that's what saying, a pandemic is. Yeah, they were saying something about stock up on food. I know you always hear this, but no, it's 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 real. Like, I mean, um, in the uh, in ground zero in China, um, there is no resources. Forget about food. Yeah. Uh, basic necessities, diapers. Water. Because you've got so many people living in such a small area. That's it. There's nothing right? like, there. I think they're in... There's nothing there. Like the city... What's the population of Wuhan? I can't tell you. I'm I don't know lie. either. I know it's a... like. probably look a, it up. Yeah, it's a relatively small place, but it's got a pretty large population. It, it, is, a, it is a small place because <laughs> when, I was, when I was speaking to some of my... Some of the trade companies, like I mentioned before, I'm starting a new company, but not... So when I was talking to some of the trade companies and um, they were telling me uh, that uh, it is a smaller town. It's a much smaller town away from, uh, so uh, the trade companies in China are in Ningbo, China. Okay. And Ningbo is quite far from uh, Wuhan. And they said that Wuhan is, is like a smaller city. It's almost like a village. However, the effect of it is just crushing. Okay. Yeah. So Wuhan, if this is, cor if this is correct, yeah. it's 11 million people. Okay. Um, do me, <laughs> That's right. I no, 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 no. Like, no. Yeah. Do, 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 I don't know. No, no. Do me a favor. Search Ningbo, China. I want to see the comparison. Ningbo. N I N G B O. I think. I believe Ningbo. Yep. Thirty. Oh wait. Eight point two million. So Wuhan has higher uh, higher population. But Wuhan, like, it's surrounded by a few areas here because according to this, Wuhan's like. I don't know if this is right. Anyways. Uh, Misinformation here. I don't know how I'm not reliable. What are you looking at? <laughs> Wikipedia? It was on it was on Google. Hold on, hold on. I'm looking this up. But uh, Google never lies. Hold on. Well, while he's through. doing yeah, that, yeah. Crunch. Because Shoot. For, uh, actually, how do you want to be called on this? You want to go by Crunch? Call me Crunch. You can call me Amir. You can call me Louis. Um, so Amir uh, is obviously my legal name. Um, actually, Amir Hassan, Hassan is my middle name. And when I moved to Canada in '98. For whatever reason, whether it was a joke or not, whether it was a misunderstanding, they put my first and middle name together. My last name is already long enough. <laughs> so I don't know. It's like 10, 11 letters. Who knows? I, right? And so when they put my first and la middle name together, it just became ridiculous. So, Amir Hassan, so-and-so. Um, 
And uh, once I uh, started uh, my master's and writing my papers and whatnot, my grandfather who just recently passed away, he would always say, listen, just cut it down to Amir. But it was already too late because I had everything going on. Everything's already, yeah. And and so (coughs) Crunch came in um, when I just started DJing. I wasn't even playing out. I wanted to be a DJ. And my cousin gave me the name because... I mean, the viewers can't see it, but my hair is out of control. Imagine <laughs> this hair with a little bit of gel and whatnot. Super Gino. Yeah. <laughs> super Gino. It, it like hardens, right? It curls. And then he, he would always tap the top of my head and it would be like crunchy. So uh-huh. he called me crunchy. Oh, okay. But that's not why I stuck with it. The, the reason why I stuck with it is as soon as I got my first show, which was, I think, with Clean Media at like Rockwood or something like that, they told me it was a terrible name. And the person I am, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick with it. You say it's terrible? Fine, no problem. I like it even more yeah. now. <laughs> and then the Louis part came because um, I couldn't get the DJ Crunch handle. It was already taken. And I pleaded with the person, but it didn't happen. The guy has seven pictures of his cats. It's always how it is. I offered him money. He didn't want to let it go. He's not like, it's fine. No problem. Yeah. So Louis came from Louis Pasteur, and that came from school when I was studying. Louis Pasteur is a, a revered French uh, scientist who basically um, pasteurized milk, pasteurization. That's who he came up with. So it became Pasteur Louis because Louis Pasteur was already taking Pasteur Louis. So people start calling me Louis. I'm like, fine, go with it. Call me, <laughs> call me whatever you like. So you can call me Amir, Crunch, Louis, whatever you like. I tried to get Ricky from the guy. There's... Ricky, and then I wanted to get Ricky with an X instead of the I, just because I wanted a five-letter yeah. name. And I, I was like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll pay for it. He's like, okay, 50 bucks. I was like, deal. That's He's it. He's like, okay, 80 bucks. I was like, you just said 50. He's like, <laughs> 80. I was like, I'll give you 70. He's like, deal. I was like, sick. Let's do this. He goes, 100. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> F <laughs> you, man. Like, <laughs> so now, if he... So if anybody's hearing, trying to get Ricky with an X instead of an I... So now, the price is even more ridiculous. So if you know the right person... now. The, the people that are doing it are actually staff from Instagram. So if really? you, if you're if you're no no pun intended if your pal works at Instagram <laughs> and uh, you or you know someone that works at Instagram they will do it for you. And now the charge fees are three thousand dollars. Wow. Okay, I didn't want it that bad. So you want to hear something? Actually, it's funny you're talking about this now because we just uh, so we were, uh, we touched on this earlier. Um, we just launched our whole like social media. We're doing all this stuff for our company. Um, so we launched, like, launched our LinkedIn, our, fixed our website. Shout out to my sister, Georgia. She did all of it. She'd been like busting her ass to get this done. But honestly, everything turned out great. But we have this new slogan in our company. Not a new slogan. It's actually like a, a mindset philosophy. You're told. It's, yeah. And it's actually helped, uh, community actually helped us come up with it. It's called Cleaning Forward. Because what happened was when we were t- dealing with community, coming up with our whole narrative and our story to put all together, it was myself and my brother meeting with the team there. And, and, uh, when we were talking, they just asked a lot of questions, like, tell us about the company. Tell us about you. Tell us about everything. So the way we talked, they they interpreted like you're very forward-thinking individuals for people who work in the cleaning business. Like, most people wouldn't aspire to the things you're aspiring to. So we all kind of together came up with this, like, you know, this, uh, again, a philosophy, cleaning forward. So it's been our kind of our focus. Everything we do has to be forward-thinking and moving forward. Anyways, we, we got the Instagram handle cleaning forward uh, a few months ago. Or maybe, yeah, a few months ago. We've had it just sitting on it waiting to launch. All of this was planned was like early in the year, so February. So we launched our LinkedIn yesterday. My sister's ready to go get like our Instagram going. And she has to log in and she can't log in. So she's like, resets password. 
she doesn't get the password reset. Goes and sees the email's been changed. She's like, what the heck? This doesn't make any sense. So anyway, keeps going through it, finds out somebody, I guess, hacked the account, changed the email, <laughs> and is holding a ransom now. Oh. So I told my sister, I was like, how can we not reach out to Instagram? She's like, there's no way to contact them. There's no, no way. E- nothing. No, no email, no contact. Way. No. You basically have to reset. You go through these steps. Yeah. But if you can't do those steps, then that's it. You're, the you're only, SOL. The only way, and I've gone through the same steps too, the only way you can actually claim a name is if you have the trademark and you have yeah. to have it. You have to have oh, really? a real trademark. Okay, tra- I didn't know that. We have the trademark. Yeah. If you have the trademark, you but can have do you, it have, on the app. No, no, no. And I'm not talking about just being registered in Ontario or Canada. We're talking about the trademark, which is quite expensive to own. The trademark for the words cleaning forward we have. We okay. own that. We own the trademark for cleaning forward, impact, impact cleaning, all that you, stuff. You send so, it in? So, yep. Yeah. That's oh, it. That's sick. it. It's all done through the app. Yeah. We actually started a new one, which I guess you said you saw impact impact cleaning forward, which I think makes more sense. But anyways, no, 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 I, I, no, no. I love cleaning forward. Um, if you have the trademark, Instagram will give it to you instantly because really? you own the rights to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Verify, yeah. But it's good to know. Good even to know. Uh, with Crown Entertainment, guys back. back in my in our Crown Entertainment yeah. days, we had a website. That's right. So we had a Crown Entertainment Instagram account, not big, like. Couple hundred followers. Yep. And I went to sign in maybe like two years ago. Can't sign in. Okay, reset password. The password, the email that it's sent to is our Crown Entertainment emails. Right. We stopped paying for that like four or five years ago. So basically, this, it, the email to reset the password is going nowhere. Right. So I was like, man, what if I buy that website back again and just make that? Someone, like, someone already bought it. it. So I looked at it just for fun. It's already taken. I'm yep, like, someone, yep. there, there's no website there. Listen, that's a, that's a big business around this whole thing. People people forecast trends, yeah. uh, Google trend words. Yeah. People forecast where the culture is going. So based off of that, they just buy they squat hundreds on, right? of URLs waiting for someone to come up with the idea, offer them the money. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? Yep. You pretty much can't find. So it's funny you say that too. We... Uh, my brother and I, anytime we think of something, like, because whenever we meet, we think of something new, right. some new idea, some new business, some right. new anything, I'm like, go, we like go by the domain. You My brother must have a list of like <laughs> 200 that pertain Absolutely. to something that we do because Absolutely. you never know, right? You cannot, it's almost impossible to buy one word domains now. Yeah, they're like, they're, they're gone. Right. Unless it's like dot co or dot like yeah. club or something. So right. .ca Canada has been, do, Canada just recently rolled out a huge marketing campaign for .ca. Really? Basically, their whole, um, I guess their tone is, if you don't go with .ca and you're a Canadian company, you're a trader. So, And they're offering, I believe, some sort of a discount with it too. So if you ever buy a .ca domain, Canada gives you a break. Wow. Well, funny we're talking about this because I was actually going to buy the the pals podcast .ca. It's available. So... Why? Gotta get it before this. Oh, uh, yeah, we before gotta buy this, before, yeah, before, before this, this one goes live. Yeah, so, so if you go to the pod, if you go to the pal, 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 pals now, by the time you're listening. It's up. It's funny you say that because Joe Rogan, I was on an episode. There was somebody on his episode recently that was in the same thing. He's like, why don't you have this domain? He's like, oh, I didn't think I need it. He's like, by the time you hear it, I'm, it'll yeah, be Yeah, and like, yeah. he bought it. He bought yeah. it. It was the same kind of debate. But uh, So it's it's true, though. Like, Canada's trying to promote, you know, Canadian businesses yeah. that are in Canada, yeah. right? So why not take the .ca? No, if you think about it, .com isn't necessarily associated with U.S. It's worldwide. Yeah. Not one country has their own dot domain. Yeah. Um, it's true, yeah. Or no, 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 no. Sorry, Italy's got dot IT, Greece has dot GR. Right. And if you notice... it's not popular. No, but if you notice those companies, anybody that works within those countries, they do take advantage of it. Yeah. Right? So... Well, since we're on the topic... Sorry. 
or go I've went on on that note. I was gonna say, did you you know that dot org was recently bought by a private equity firm? Had no idea. So yeah, I don't know. About and the it's details. supposed to be a. It's like a non for profit. Yeah. Use dot org and a private equity firm, I believe, paid, I think, fifty million or sixty million. Who I do you remember. who do you pay that money to? I, that, honestly, I and again, I don't know the, all the details. I gotta look this how up. How do you they, how do you buy a dot something? And that's the thing too, because dot orgs you can typically buy for cheap. You know, you can't put a markup on them. They're all just like. Yeah, you go like GoDaddy, they're like, yeah. or something. So yeah. now they believe that they're going to start kind of like, you know, going a little more predatory and raising up, raising up to make Because why would you right. buy it if, you can't, if you can't increase it and make profit on it, right? How do you how do you start a dot .pals domain? I don't know. We should, we should look into that. It's going to be up by the time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this, no, but sorry, since since we're on the topic yep. of, you know, businesses in Canada, I know you got a new business coming up. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so it's a tricky one. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it. Um but what I wanted to actually talk about it is the journey of solopreneurship. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is a company that I started myself. Um, it's been something that I've kind of been working on for about two years. The verticals have changed. It started as a service, then it went to a product, and now that's what it is. And along the way, you know, it's I've learned so much about you know what it takes to start a business and like to especially these days because because of social media um everybody has a platform where instantly within 24 hours if you really want to open a business yeah you know um you have platforms like squarespace you have platforms like shopify webflow wix where you can instantly go in without any knowledge of design knowledge of coding and put something up right away and um promoted on social Instagram. <clears throat> this is not going to cost you anything if you really want to just not pay for it. So again, what I've learned is how to set yourself apart from these personal brands. And uh, it's been a journey and it's been fantastic. I mean, right now, what I'm, what I'm really honing in on is, when we talked about earlier, is psychology and audience psychology, color psychology, who your audience is, targeting, all that stuff, where if you can organically build your business without ads to begin with and bring it to a place where people are finding it organically, adding ads on top just adds so much more to the business. That's when ads work for you. Not when you're the 10th page on Google and people don't find you and you're paying so much for ads just to be maybe on the second page. But if you're organic enough and you know exactly what to target, what what key terms to target if, you, if you've done your research on google adwords if you know in, in in what cities what countries those adwords mean more if you compare two different for example just an example any website you go to you <coughs> might have a section where it says um about nice rick good one Whoops. buddies <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about yeah. this <laughs> this guy has an iphone and an apple watch you, know? you guys fully connected. <laughs> right. Um, sorry. sorry. No, 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 all good. So like, just for example, and I did this uh, the other week too, um, if you go on any e-commerce website and you have an about page or, or even have a banner on the main page where it goes, find out more, learn more. Well, that button itself, find out versus learn more versus learn versus find. If you type in those in Google ad search and see the trends, it'll tell you what users actually engage more with so whether it's learn or find now i'm not saying this is gonna allow you to have a sudden crazy surge in sales or surge in traffic 
but you're bettering your chances in being organically grown. You're increasing that value of your dollar and like what you're putting it in there. So the, exactly. the, the, the likelihood of click retention, all of that increases. Exactly. It's a, it's an, it's, it's a very, very interesting world and it entirely revolves around human psychology it, entirely. And it, you know, it's funny you talk about that going back to the point you talk about growth, uh, like organic growth, and then just kind of sti like simulating or supplementing it with this, um, there's a book that I read recently, Start With Why, and it's from Simon Sinek. And one of the big premises is like, I guess one of the big things is like knowing your why. Because everyone, any company can Absolutely. tell you what they do Absolutely. and how they do it. The why you do it is what kind of keeps Absolutely. people buying in, right? So um, you want something for the consumers to rally behind. Exactly. Say you're starting in a, in, in a field where the products already exist, but you're bringing something better. You know, you, you, a simple product that's elevated. Mm -hmm then how do you get those consumers who are may not be necessarily loyal, but culturally, that's who they associate themselves with, with that special brand. How do you convert those people to yeah. your brand? So you have to create a story. You have to create a narrative, that tone, yeah. for people to rally behind. The why. And, who are you? Why should people rally behind you? And then adding that, like, so then what you would say is, which I agree with, it's one thing that, like, why in our company, one of our big philosophies, like, we don't have a big sales team. It's all organic. We believe that just do good things, know your why, do them well. Absolutely. And then if you focus on that, everything grows. You might not grow as fast, maybe, but when you have your core why and your narrative, then when you add dollars to say marketing or supplement to like kind of boost this stuff, then it helps. If you just if you don't know your why and you're just putting money to marketing, you don't have a story, you don't know your story, other people are not gonna know either. No Look, right, right away when you said you guys are a small company, you guys want to do good, great service, that's your story. Yeah. How do you tell you need to tell that story to people for people to rally behind you? Because if I'm go if I'm looking at a big company or I've always been hiring a service from a big company. And I see your company and you guys are telling me, you, you know, you know, your family company and, you know, you guys want to give quality for service, all that stuff. I can rally behind that. I go, you know what? Instead of me being one of the thousands of uh, customers within this company who doesn't really care about you as much as just offering you that service, it's just a mutual transaction. I'd rather build my trust and relationship with a company that has a story behind it. Yeah. It's a family company. I'm in. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were talking about the office earlier. Like that was their sales pitch. Absolutely. Right? You know, if you call, you'll ha you won't talk to an automated message. By, by, by the way, by the way, like we said, my favorite show ever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. The only and uh, full honesty and transparency, I don't care. Um, uh, there are two scenes that will always make me cry. Will me make me teary. It's Jim's wedding is one of them, and Dwight's when when uh, when, when Michael Scott shows up. Yeah. Yeah. At the end. yeah. <laughs> It got me the waterworks. Listen, loud, man. man. <laughs> Every time it gets me. Every time it gets me. And the fact that you have thread level midnight on there. Yeah. Oh man, that poster is big. A lot of people like I put it there. It's like kind of like unreal. Is yeah, this? Man. And I wonder, is this where uh, Jack Ryan got inspired by? Honestly, I wanted to hold that golden gun, but yeah. Speaking of which, John Krasinski. Like we just said this earlier on the podcast. Unreal. Unreal. Guy Jack. went on. To, he like. I, have you seen you've seen 13 hours oh yeah that was that great be, was that before well, season one too. <laughs> um was Roy. that before season one yeah 13 hours came out maybe like four years before ago. jack ryan right yeah, it's yeah before secret, jack ryan and it was already the ripped in that and what's his name's in it um roy roy yeah man honestly that movie the hype i love uh, any art army right? war movies especially set like dunkirk middle see i'm more like i like the, the story and the the 
I don't know. I've, the Middle East really resonates with me. Like when I say Middle East, it's a very that's a very vast area. But like we talked about that picture of Petra, like and that for, part of the world uh, I resonate with a lot. And for people who are in your close friends and are listening to the podcast, this man's highly traveled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah. it's so. Anyways, that's I mean, it kind of deviant now. But that's why I liked like the Thirteen Hours of a good movie. I really enjoyed it because like. Any war movie that takes place in the Middle East, like Black Hawk Down, all those ones, I just like the vibe there, everything, it like really resonates with me. Unreal, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why, anyways, Jack Ryan, now that's, yeah, yeah. It's gone really good. Crunch, why don't you tell us, how do you have time to start this side business when you're a full-time oh, man. nightly DJ playing, what, four nights a week, five so, nights a week, and then full-time job as a neuro-oncologist? So I, so I started calling myself a solopreneur um just it's exactly what it means entrepreneurs like you know you have a team behind you I'm, I'm by myself i obviously have you know um a few like my sister and, and 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 a few other people around me who who have the same kind of motivation and run as fast as me to help me with the business so lately since i started this and really have focused on it and have fa- fallen in love with it i have no time i wake up i'm working I appreciate you here. We appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking your time. No, 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 it's, it's, it's not about that. I appreciate you guys having me here. And, and like I said, we, I literally just got off the plane. My sister dropped me off here. I haven't even gone home yet. But, uh, even when I was in DC between flights, wherever I can have Wi-Fi, I'm working. Um, because if, you know, if it's something that you love, you should be after it. Life is short. And if you don't try, you're going to, you're going to hate yourself at the end. Not hate yourself, but you're going to regret it. You're going to regret you're going to get to a point where you don't have the same drive, you're maybe physically, um maybe circ- circumstance, family tied down, perhaps you're taking care of your parents, you know, could be many things. Yeah. If you have the opportunity at the moment, don't waste it. You know, life is extremely short. And Unless you are the Steve Jobs or someone who's really pushing the human boundaries, we mean nothing at the end of the day, right? Like, like you're immune, you refer to like your impact on like society, on, on the world, like you're, in, you're the, in, in the world, yeah, in the you're, world. You're very not insignificant, but in the grand scheme of things, like, right? In my in my ecosystem, like George Boussalas, I'm like I'm awesome. I do all these cool things, right? But in the grand scheme of the world, I'm not curing world hunger or right building the next MacBook. So you know? so what's hey, just yeah. Throwing it out there, your phone beat today. I'm not the only one here. <laughs> My phone's downstairs. My phone's uh, I'm, good. Outside, I was on I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. You're you're absolutely right. Yeah. So that brings you back to the point of do something you love, and I think our generation, what's happening right now is we procrastinate a lot. And what I've tell people, what I like to tell people is take the first step. And we were talking about downstairs. The first step compared to your hundredth step is going to be completely different. But that's not going to happen. That's not going to take place unless you take the first step. And anybody can conceptualize, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I have this great idea. Everybody can come up with an idea. Everything you see around you, the it's buildings, every object, inanimate object around you, except the trees and the environment, a human thought of it and came up with it. Yeah. Life is short. If you have an idea, take the first step because you don't know that where it's going to lead you. Procrastinating about it, it's not going to do anything. Anyway, just come back to the time. Um how I manage my time, I don't have the time anymore. I wake up some, uh, and and this this is true. Well, take take us through like a regular day for you, like regular day. Um, my like, favorite let's go, days. Let's go tomorrow. 
My favorite my favorite days are Monday to Wednesday. It's because I don't have uh, my gigs at night. So it allows me to wake up and just be at work right till the end of the night. Because most often I found myself recently is that during the work, like the weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when I have shows at night, I've and I kid you not, I'll be in work mode and then I'll look at my watch or the time and it's 8.39 and I still haven't eaten dinner, nothing, and I have to get ready for work. And that's that's happened to me at least 10, 15 times in the past like two months. And I was talking to this about my sister too. I'm like, it's insane because that's, I wait, I go to sleep thinking about the business. I wake up thinking about it because I, when I go to sleep, I have ideas that I want to implement, whether it's design, branding, website, whether it's reaching out to the right people. And obviously that's me going to sleep. You can't do that at that time of hour. So I'm like, this is what I want to do when I wake up. So as soon as I wake up, that's the first forefront thought in my mind. And sometimes I even forget to eat right away. Yeah. You know, lunch and like it's like 5 p.m. I still haven't eaten. But that's that's what it takes to bring something up. For sure. When it, uh, you mentioned uh, neuro-oncology and my master's and PhD. So prior to um, me coming back. So what happened is I got into undergrad. Um, I fell in love with music at the same time. And um, I was more focused on music creatively. So, like I said, you guys are both crea- uh, creative people. Yeah. And we need to feed that part of our brain, basically, yeah. right? So, um, the first year, I wasn't as focused on the academics as I was on music. I was trying to really learn, go out every night, watch DJs. I was When I was 18, I, would, I, I was going to this one venue when they would allow me to hand out flyers on the street till midnight. And I would go upstairs and just they'd let me watch the DJ. This was underage. Obviously. Promoters these days won't know about those days. Oh, Flyering, not at all. Not at all. Not not even to cut you off here, but it's no, actually crazy yeah. that you do that because and I'll open oh, perfect okay in this now. Like I was that kind I was not that kind of DJ, like when I'm pointing to you. Right. I was today's kind of DJ when I started coming up because I was fortunate to have my pal here who'd book they booked awesome shows and I was like their opener. I, I never got to had a point that. where I thought I was like God's gift. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> I never had a, that. Play a show at ten. Yeah, right. I'm going on at like twelve. <laughs> and I'm honestly like, thank God. It took me a while to realize right. it, but like I thought I was like, oh, I'm the talent. I did whatever. But you don't realize like, kudos right. to you because no one does that now. People think I'll get twenty people, people in the club. I want to play the main. No, set pe- and all it, that it stuff. was it was never like that. I never had a promoter attached to me as a friend who would who would bring me up. So it was literally me trying to find out someone who would let me in just to watch them. And the minutes, and this goes back to even how I got a job at Play the Record at the record shop. The minute someone got called in sick, I was not going to so for so long that in, in the owner's eyes or whoever, whether it was at Play the Record or a club or not, I was knocking on the door for so long that when that per- person called in sick, they're like, oh, this guy's been like after me for so long. Let me give him a chance. That's how I got into Play the Record. One, thir- one Friday, so Thursday is when they got their records, one Friday, Every single staff called in sick. Just everything lined up, I guess. I have no idea why. Now I picked up the phone. He's like, hey, Amir, do you still want the job? I'm like, sure. And at that point, I had no idea about music genres, labels, subgenres, any of that stuff. That's where that started from. So even the DJing, I used to I used to uh, fly around the corner of the street. And um, at midnight, they would let me up and watch that. So that that's what happened second year, basically. First year to second year. 
and I was hurting my marks because I was in I was at UFT. Which I is, love how you say hurting your marks, but it's still probably better than like me and George. No, not a chance. Not a chance. Do you know what <laughs> I got in school? I don't, even, I don't even want to say on here. Nah, nah, your parents are listening. <laughs> no, no way. Listen, my listen. No way. I, I, I will never forget this because it was first year, and uh, my dad came down to my res. And by the way, to any parents listening in, I'm sorry if I'm outing anyone, but do not let your children go to residence first year. Do not. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, probably the best and worst thing that ever happened. It's 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 a great it's a great experience, but if you want academic for your children and if that's what they're trying to do, probably the worst idea. And like overall health, because like everyone's basically eating pizza and subs. The first thing the first thing I did, I I went to a corner store with a fake ID and bought a pack of cigarettes. I was eighteen. Yeah. If you, know, you want to talk about health? Yeah, I'm not even. I, that's why you want, I, you I want just to smoke another first year. You, like, you, you want to talk about out. health? Uh, my roommate was from Bangladesh. Love him to death, Adnan. Um, he came in, and we both had the same meal plans, which was the cafeteria downstairs. So um, I was at Woods, Woodsworth College, and it was a brand new building they built that first year for resident. I was set to go. I get there with my parents, bags and everything. They're like, "Oh yeah, um, we oversold it, so you're going to Chestnut." Chestnut was. I, I know Chestnuts. Yeah. yeah. We, used to clean, Chest- we used to clean it. Yeah. Ch- Chestnut. Is that was, like the soggy? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Chestnut. No more dicey. Chestnut was a legendary spot. So <laughs> it, because because not not only was it UFD, but it was UFD, Ryerson, and OCAT all together. UFD owned it, but it was a Holiday Inn hotel. So it was a massive building. Yeah. So UFD bought it over from Holiday Inn and they turned it into a res, but they didn't have enough people. So they, they added in OCAT, Ryerson, UFD. So I got put there, and that's where my roommate Adnan came in, and we both had the same meal plans. Uh, I mean, love my parents; <laughs> they're saints. I don't, I don't know what they were thinking for paying for all this, but uh, basically, I think the meal plan for the year was like three thousand or five thousand dollars. Yeah, something. But crazy, it was all you yeah. can eat. It was all you can eat, literally every all you day. Can eat. You go downstairs, candy, pop, every chip, food, hot, like different. George food can tell all you all Thank God I didn't have that. I want to bankrupt that school. <laughs> no, not, not not even that. But the sad part was that my roommate would just sleep in to such late hours that he would just every day you'd come into the like to our room and it'd just be boxes of pizza, pizza, pizza just stacked <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to talk about health? Yeah, that's another reason why you don't. So well, we, we don't have any young people that listen to our podcast and not too many moms. You never know. Yeah, you could. Well, but but I mean, but you know, what, yeah. but you know what though, everybody can relate because yeah. we, yeah. we were all there. Most of us have either been there or the, wish we were there. Yeah, yeah. Or wish we weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, that was that. That was first second year, and and um, the reason why I even had my first, I guess, DJ setup was I made a um, I made a bet with my mom. I'm like, listen, if I apply to every university in Canada, literally every university, from BC to East Coast, and I get accepted to every single university, you're buying me my first DJ set, which is two turntables and a mixer, yeah, yeah. headphone, whatever. She's like, okay, fine. And it wasn't as much of proving that point, but it was to prove my dad wrong because he was, you know, like all my uncles and cousins and they're all doctors and engineers and here I am. Like well, a it's DJ. funny. We, we had a buddy Vishal on a couple of weeks ago and he says, yeah. That's right, the, the doctor, right? Basically, yeah. all doctors, lawyers, are engineers. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that you're saying that now. My my grandfather was actually, who, who just passed away, was, um, so Iran, before it became an Islamic Republic, it was uh, ran by Shah, which was, not a dictatorship but same ruling as UK basically and it was great like our country was westernized all that stuff 
and my grandfather was his chief insurgent. Uh, yeah. So he was like his guy. Pretty high up. Yeah. Damn. So that's where all this stuff comes from. Um, and funny enough, when he passed away, uh, for whatever reason, my, my, my parents finally told me that uh, my grandfather was in the Freemasons. Oh. And uh, they're coming back in like a month and they're bringing back the Freemason plaque. That doesn't mean anything today. Like Nicholas Cage, like national treasure. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't mean much today. But I did search it, and there are Freemason um, churches in Ontario. Yeah, I know. I, I don't forget. So I don't know. I don't know what it means to show up with that plaque. If I've it seen means some anything, guys with some rings around Toronto in some parts. That yeah, I don't know if that means like, anything. Yeah, yeah, it might be out, and I might be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, any, anyway, so, so continue. You made the so bet. that's the, so that's the type of family was coming from. So my father was like, listen. So I wanted to prove him wrong. So I made the bet. I I got into every university except Queens, for whatever reason. So only uh, school. I didn't that place. Only school I didn't apply to. B- Listen, BC, Montreal, everywhere I got, no problem. Even U of D, all three campuses. U of D, Saint George was the last. So the first one that came was Waterloo, and they gave what me. What did you sorry, What did you apply for your undergrad? Sciences, Science, life okay. sciences. Yeah. So I got into I got into every university, and I picked Waterloo because they gave me a substantial um, uh, scholarship. Uh, signed up my res, all that stuff. The very last day U of D St. George came down, like the last one. And for some reason, in my dad's eye, that was the most thing. So I remember him coming in through the door from his work. I was upstairs. I just, I was holding my letter. I'm like, see, I told you. And then that's where I got, so that's where I picked. That's where I went. They bought the thing. My my DJ said, and uh, that was first year university. And then that little did they know, the biggest mistake, um, I fully converted into a DJ. And that's when I started um, taking that more seriously and stop the academics for a bit. And then that led into me touring with the first tour was with Justin Bieber. Then it was Steve Aoki. Then it was the weekend. So I was their DJs and then I was doing my own touring as well. But that after I finished my own tour and flying around all the time, I was just super tired and I missed the feeling of belonging to a community. And that's what the university was. So I went back to university Oh, so you master. stopped going to school at this time? Like, yeah, okay. I took a break from it and then went back to finish my master's and PhD. Yeah, that's that's. And where'd you do your master's and PhD? U of T, inbred. So you stayed all, 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 all inbred, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all inbred. That's... Take a cut, right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 go ahead, yeah. It's right. Uh, if you want to go, you just go around the corner here. Yeah, 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 go jump through, jump through. We can keep, we can keep chatting. Uh, yeah, man, it's crazy because when I met Crunch, I didn't know he was a doctor. Like yeah. I was working at EFS and, or even I might've met him before. And then when they were chatting, he's like, yeah, you know, I went to school. I was like, Oh, would you go to oh, life science? I'm like, oh, that's cool. Or whatever doc. I got my doctorate in her. I was like, what? Your PhD and masters. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. You know, no disrespect to any nightclub DJs, but very few of them have a university degree. Never mind a master's. And Listen, a PhD. as a, as a DJ, I'm not even embarrassed to admit it. Like when my, there's a direct correlation to my success in school and my success in DJ when I was, <laughs> when I was a DJ, not that I was a very successful DJ, but I got to open for some very cool people. But at, from third, I started kind of in third year and fourth year. And obviously like it's like a direct inverse relation. So my, my it went up and this marks kind of went down. I st- still graduated. Shout out to Western, but honestly, that's crazy. Like I can't even imagine still, managing all this stuff like he's still you know shout out to him crunch still playing and like man and he he's still it. playing every he still kills it <laughs> yeah man I, I was at efs for adonis's birthday maybe a month ago yeah crunch is right there and love seeing him every single night yeah i actually want to touch on that too because he said something about uh about uh managing time we're talking about that like i was like looking at my schedule today and i'm like you know 
I'm looking at my schedule today trying to see like how am I manage, like managing all this stuff and then this guy's like out till 4 a.m. and he's like, 4 a.m. DJing, flying to Washington, going to doing all this stuff, starting his own business. Like honestly, man, he's jumping back on here, but that's honestly very crazy. Cause so uh, let me ask you a question: Are you single? <laughs> me? Uh... <laughs> Ish? Ish. 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 Well, I don't, oh, know, I don't know if I want to out you or not, but I mean, man's got his own embroidered towels in there. Yeah, man. George, George <laughs> Those are a nice. gift. Those are a gift. Ladies, uh, <laughs> if you ever get a chance, this place is kind of unreal. Uh, not, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ricky I, I, wants to cheer me, but I know I, yeah. he doesn't want to on that. No, I'm, I'm nice. I'm not going to I'm not gonna put no, you out, but no, like no, that, but, okay. but you know, I fantastic place. It. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate it, man. No, you know what? It, it, it's nice. And like, honestly, the one big thing, like when I, we set up the studio, yeah. even before it was a studio, I wanted like an office space in my space because again, right. like, you can see the books here. It's unreal. Like, I like reading and somewhere I can just like, feels like I can be creative like yeah. we talk about because uh yeah like with the with the rat race and all this so stuff you, uh, are you a bachelor like, these days or what's kinda, going on? yeah seeing someone so kind of all that I guess L- I lucky know. girl yeah all right yeah. lucky girl lucky guy I guess too yeah. <laughs> 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 you gotta be careful here yeah. but um, uh what about wait about yourself uh single yeah yeah do you, do you find it just like nothing's around you find it's tough like the again, it's, going extre- back to the time it's thing extremely and- extremely tough um in the I'm, I'm sure you guys have have known you guys have been in the same industry as For i sure. have been it's just extremely tough to find someone who's not with the wrong intentions yeah you know um and you know i don't blame anyone you know everybody has their own ideology about what they want for sure but my ideology is you know i learned a lot from my one and only relationship I've ever had. It's my, my past one. What it taught me is what I want out of a relationship and what I don't want. So that's what I'm sticking by. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going out there um, actively looking because I think that's a wrong move because you may have an ideology of who you want and that other person might portray it, might not be a real one. It just might be an act and you get attracted to them, becomes a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. So it just needs to be something. I guess it has to organic. happen organically. Absolutely. I, honestly, I'll jump in on that because like my family, it's kind of a running joke. And my cousins, you know, whenever we go out for a long time, I've been the single one, and like yep. all my cousins, my siblings got younger than me. They're married. A lot of my cousins are. So for a long time, it was a running joke. You know, when you'd be at events, they'd be like, "Oh, how many siblings? Or how many people in your family?" They'd be like, "Oh, well, there's nine of us times two minus one for George." <laughs> so like it would, but anyways, I like it's not like I was active looking at this stuff, but that's the thing is like. My sister always said this. She kind of met her husband like randomly in Greece, like, out of nowhere. Um, a lot of the friends, like, a lot of my buddies, same thing. It's just like kind of happenstance, being the right place at the right time. And to your point, like when you're, if you're kind of actively looking and you're kind of putting this out there, people can kind of maybe they sense it and they put up this fake facade. They want to kind of, I don't know if it's like lure you in. I but. also, I mean, I also wonder is, look, tr- the way I, I compare Toronto to say New York is that New York is a bottle of wine from your birth year. So whether it was 87, 85, whatever birth year it is, right? You 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 uncork it, it, it's that bottle of wine, right? Toronto just got corked. So you got to give it like 10, 20 years. However, the mentality of that New York City is still in Toronto. The hustling, the, the grass is greener on the other side, all that stuff. So I, I do wonder if it's the city and where we are now, everything considered. We're talking about culture, music. We're talking about businesses, how fast everything moves, the pace that most often younger generations don't want to sell down, don't 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 want to you know have a real relationship because often they may feel like they're missing out if they do yeah. commit. Commitment is the biggest issue. Well, and it's the idea that 
like you're so connected to so many people, right? Social like media, the, so the, the, the internet. Yeah, back in back the day, it. you knew everyone in your city, in your hometown, Absolutely. and that was basically it because there was no access to people in other towns. No, let's go cities. back. Let's go back to the whole psychology. We started talking about college psychology, but let's let's turn it into social media, and we're talking about. So you have to understand that Instagram, which is Facebook, they have their their financial backing is is yeah, nothing we can even fathom. They hire the the front and the most um, leading scientists in human psychology and human behavior, the forefront of this these contexts. They have the best of the best who understand human behavior and human psychology. They sit down next to the guys who code these programs, who code the social media, Instagram, Facebook, how they interact with us, and they go, this is how you want to code it. This is how you want to do the notifications. This is why you put a little red dot. Anytime a notification comes up, where does that come from? That comes from mice. That comes from research when we used to do research in labs. We used to condition mice every time they go through a certain maze, whether they went through the wrong maze and they got shocked or whether they went went through the right maze and they got a treat from it. Same thing. It's conditioning the human behavior. So now fast forward, it's been so many. I don't know when Instagram came out. I forget. Maybe 2012, uh, 2010, 2011. Around that time. Sure. Let's just say 10 10 years of conditioning. That's around the world. Like around the world we're talking about. And like even countries that have censorship around the world. Everyone's been conditioned to it. Now, when people have an instant gratification when uh, you know, a DM happens and a little red dot shows up there. You get a little base release of dopamine in your brain. Same same release of a hormone you get from doing drugs. Cocaine. Uh, Cocaine is one of them. Heroin's one of them. Ecstasy isn't. Same thing. It's your happy hormone. So they're conditioning you to train you whenever someone DMs you to feel happy. Now you're in a relationship. Right? Things may not be going great. You know, uh, there was a fight one day, right? You're the first thing you do if you have DMs, other guys hitting you up, other girls hitting you up. You entertain that because you're you're in a sad place and you want to have some sort of good feeling. That's what happens. So all of this has a huge role in everything. So, and one of the crazy things, if you think about it, is that going back on your point, Rick, where you said you know before it's like. And your point as well, Crunch, like you're, we're in Toronto before. So before coming up when we were, we were kind of into the city by the time social media was very prevalent. So it's different. But if you think about it, let's go, if we were, you know, people in their forties now, they didn't have that. So you kind of were, the most you could kind of reach is in Toronto. Like said, let's say GTA, you would never meet all of them, but that's kind of the pool you can pick from. Today, your access is to, as a, as a male, your access technically is to half the population. Sure. Or however many are on social media. So let's just assume it's yeah. a, a billion people. I think, there's, I think there's 21.1 million in GTA, but go ahead, yeah. But I'm saying like, but the point is, I, I go on Instagram. Exactly. Technically, you have access to every single Absolutely. person on Instagram. Your reach you, is. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's actually crazy. So to, going back about why people might think the grass is greener and might feel like they can delay it more is because your options are almost limitless and infinite. Because the grass also isn't, people yeah. coming up on social media. like, And it's always, sorry, it's always growing. It, and so the grass is always greener. So maybe that's why people aren't. Think about it. The, as much the analogy of that. grass is greener. It was your neighbor. It was your lawn. Your neighbor's lawn. Now, when you say grass is Everybody's greener, neighbor. 
You're talking about you're looking at Texas right you're now. You're not even talking about a lawn. You're yeah. talking about an entire world. Country, state. Hey, the grass whatever. is greener on that side, yeah. and it's and as vast as Canada. Canada. The grass is greener in Vancouver or Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely, it's know? funny we're talking about this because um, Instagram got rid of lights. How you can see how many yes. lights you have. So people think it was more of a mental health aspect, but no, the research behind it shows that people will post more if other people can't see how many likes they have. Absolutely. The idea is that you don't care how many likes you have anymore because nobody can see Like it. I said. So I think the increase in post in the first six months in Canada that they did, it's like, I don't remember the exact number, but skyrocketed. Absolutely. Because people are posting. It's like you're not waiting until Sunday night to post they're, it. They're also, they're also not afraid to post something where it doesn't have enough engagement where they're going to feel the shame in front of someone else who has 100 exactly. likes and you have two likes. I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble, but I don't know why. I can still see likes on mine. I'll show you right now. So, but, but wait, likes of your own photos on every. I don't know what's wrong with my Instagram. So, what you I was, mean what's right on your Instagram? Oh, but I can honestly, I'm not but but you're absolutely everybody's gonna everybody's gonna be hitting up Jordan. But everyone's right unfollowing hey. me right now, so I can't see their post. Look, look. But you're absolutely hey, right. I can see. I can oh, see everybody's. So I don't know why mine's like this. I have a feeling. Keep it. Keep it. No, no. But I, I even deleted I three thousand likes. I even deleted my Instagram. What I think it is when I was traveling. Um, I spent one of the summers a lot of time in Greece, and I switched certain to countries haven't been implemented. Yeah, so I think I switched. I switched to a Greek SIM card, which I still have. So I, whenever I'm there, I swap. And I have a feeling maybe when I did that, it changed over my location. Right. But it's weird. I deleted Instagram in October. Like maybe my phone's location. I don't know what it is, but I deleted Instagram in October, and I still had it then. It had changed, but I can still see likes. I deleted it, downloaded it again in January, thinking it was gonna be gone, and I can still see them. I don't. Any uh, any social influencers out there that want to hit up uh, George for their <laughs> yeah uh, for their likes? Just, I can tell you right yeah. now. I can see people who are uh, new you, business coming dodging. out. I tell you, you know, you know what's interesting. I and I'm, I don't I don't know anyone specific names, but I can tell you that a lot of people's followers skyrocketed when that went away, but their likes did not. So Ooh. I ain't out of nobody, but here's your, uh, I see some, uh, here's, here's your new business, like pals. <laughs> there you go. You offer, you offer the service of telling people how many likes yeah. they have. Well, I, like I, pals. Can still see I on, the, on the website, you can still see too, I think. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it doesn't matter. It's actually on your point, and Rick can attest to this. I used to, when I was traveling, posting pics, yeah. I cared so much. I used to lie to myself. I was like, I don't care. And then I'd be like, hey, Rick, when should I post this picture? And he's like, dude, you're such a, like, you're an idiot. Just post it. Either Listen, care or don't. But now I, I legitimately, to, right? legitimately just, just don't. Just think about it. They, they pay, if not millions, but hundreds of thousands of dollars to these behavioralists and human psychologists. Yeah. That's oh, they, all, they do crazy studies. That's all it is. It's Facebook, right? It's a multi-billion dollar Yes, company. they need to know their audience and their audience is the world. And how do they engage and manipulate their audience? How do they target it? And I'm sure they probably tested out the taking away likes in Canada for a reason. I don't sure. think they just said, oh, you know what? Canada's a, a good country to try this out. No, they probably had tests. It's called A and B testing. So what they do is... Um, you just, run parallels just, kind of, right? Ju just exactly how it sounds. You have A and you have B. So you have basically this. So you want to only have one different variable. So in your A is your regular with the likes, and your, your B, control group kind of thing you're running against. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your B is your variable which you have no likes. So they'll employ they'll deploy that in certain countries, like you said. Maybe Canada was the first one. I'm not sure. I have no idea. They'll deploy that and see how people react to it. If it's positive, if it's over fifty percent, they'll start implementing it everywhere else. It had nothing to do with mental health. No, they, they, it's a business decision. It's a, it's a, it's a great way that they spun it to become that trust because amidst of everything that's been happening with Facebook, it's a great way to spin it and say, hey, you know, yeah, we're, yeah we care, we care, we're we're about you guys, trust us. 
at the end of the day, too, they have shit. Sorry, go ahead. You're going to finish. No, no, no. Go. Just I was going to la- say, la- last like, yeah, like yeah. it's how you spin it, right? It's how you Absolutely. frame it. But at the end of the day, you have an obligation to your shareholders, a public company. Sure. So you think So for them, anything they do has a financial implication. Absolutely. Not, just to okay, target yeah, the audience. Mental health is a good thing to spin it. And maybe it was part of the narrative, but at the end of the day, if it hurt them, it cost money to the shareholders. I don't even know if they could do it because. Go back to uh, go back to exactly what we were talking about originally. Um, color psychology. What color is Facebook? I actually have a point on that I was going to bring up. Wow. What color is Facebook? Blue, yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait. Did you notice? I was going to actually bring up a point on the the color aspect of it. Sure. Maybe six months ago. I don't know if you know this. You know they changed the logo ever so slightly? I noticed. Yeah. Four? On the actual icon, it went from a darker shade. Like one day I opened my phone and I was like, this looks different. I don't know why, but it does. So this and then is, I saw it on someone else's phone side by side, but didn't update it yet. And it with the purple was so negligibly different. Right. But see, like that was a trigger to me. I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then it got me talking about the app changing. Like it's within the uh, first one second of you laying your eyes on any product, any website, any color, subconsciously, you've already decided how you feel about it. Again, that's that goes with color psychology, that goes with everything else. So blue is trustworthy and and actually the color of 2020 is pan, pantone pantone yeah blue is it, yeah. yeah it's a blue pantone it's yeah. like pantone 872 e or something yeah. like that how podcast is blue We're it looks yes. people. Uh, heck yeah so kind of like listen so know, like so a couple of colors I'll, I'll tell you about it um <clears throat> so blue's trustworthy uh orange is comforting and it's um it's a um it it causes a feeling of <clears throat> urgency but at the same time being friendly yellow is youthful that's why mcdonald's uses yellow with a little bit of red and orange what's red red is urgent that's why when you go on cnn like the top um the top banner above it when there's like news scrolling yeah, it's, it's red, all yeah. in red yeah that's like urgent like you need to like anxiety Black. Black is actually, um, it's luxury. So if you go to Chanel, if you go to Bentley, if you go to any of those websites, Under Armour, they, when they use black, they want to show a premium product. Mm. Also, orange is for impulse buyers. That's why when you see a lot of call, call to action buttons, they're for impulse buyers. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So you want to mix for your podcast a little bit of blue and a little bit of orange in there. <laughs> so we got our, our logos blue, gold, and Ooh, we got our faces are a little orange. So yeah, it's yeah. like beige. No, no, you're, you're even, a little light orange. Yeah, there. yeah, fantastic. No, the blue is beautiful. I love. It. I we're, find we're, that we're teaching I've, people to impulsively listen to our trustworthy podcast. Hey, personally, I'm a big fan of learning about this stuff. Yeah. One of the things, if you actually I probably can't notice, but I'd say the, uh, maybe. 20% of the books on the shelf are about behavioral psychology. I've one been looking of, at it. One yep. of my favorite ones that I read is The Undoing Project. It's Michael Lewis's book. Not his, actually his most recent one. Right. Um, about Amos Tversky and Daniel Kahneman, um, which I'm sure you know who they are. But they it basically talks about their journey of how, you know, they wrote, Daniel Kahneman wrote Thinking Fast and Thinking Fast and Slow. Of course. He's like the four, they're both the forefathers of behavioral psychology. I read this when I was, uh, a couple summers, two summers ago when it came out. But I had no idea about them. I knew Daniel Kahneman, but I didn't right. know who Amos Tversky was. And when you actually find out that they're psychologists that won a Nobel Peace Prize and I think it's economics <laughs> they, they won it. Correct? Unreal. Yeah. But the crazy part is, is that they grew up in Israel and in Israel, like in that part of the world, like a lot of military, you have to serve as part of your- Of course, uh, yeah. As a citizen. When they were professors at Stanford and I think it was Cal Berkeley, uh, yeah. Amos Tversky was Stanford or Harvard. Anyways, they were like in their 30s, 40s. They're writing papers. They're like world-renowned behavioral psychologists. They had to fly back um, 
it was during the um, oh crap, what's the battle they had? Uh, Mount Battle of Mount Sinai, I think. There was a the war okay. with Palestine, but they were like in their mid thirties, but they did serve the army, so it was a big. Uh, when the war was happening, they had to fly back. Like everyone basically went back to Israel to right, fight for course, the country. Yeah, and they're like course. professors at Harvard right, fighting in a war. Of course. It's crazy. But they, they're they one of the reasons they helped reinvent some of the... Um, some of the... Um, the... Uh, air, what, what word I'm looking for? The air um, fighter pilots. They, they reprogrammed a lot of the ways that they... How they... Um, how they fly formations, like the the triggers that happen within when you're flying and all right. the processes... Sorry, I kind of went off topic, but no, it's no, one not of my at all. That's things to discuss because no, 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 like, no. I love reading. I, I don't know nearly as much I, of it as, I as actually, you do. But. No, I actually fell in love, and, and as a kid, the, the, the first thing I wanted to become was a fighter pilot, uh, fighter jet pilot. One of the coolest jobs in the world. It really is, and uh, a little fun anecdote. Um, I don't know if you, you've ever heard this. Eat a lot of carrots, good for your eyes. Yep. Do you know where that comes from? Carrots are orange. <laughs> <laughs> Point, point goes to you, buddy. Um, no, but so I, I don't know if it was World War One or two, but the, the British had the best pilots and the Germans were trying to figure out how. So what, what is that, World War Two? Is that the Germans? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I believe so. Ex- excuse my ignorance. Um, <laughs> one or two. Time to, you didn't I'm have not, time I'm to not, study not, World War Two. I'm not, I'm not, no, no, no. I, I've studied all of them. I'm not good with uh, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a science background. I hated numbers. Like I was the physics, all that stuff, just hated it. Anyways, but you're still good at it. Decent <laughs> science, way better. Yeah. Um, so the 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 British pilots were fantastic. The the fighter pilots, they were shooting down the Germans, no problem. So and back then, Cold War, there was a lot of espionage spies. So everybody was trying to figure out how, and the British caught on to it. They're like, oh, they're trying to figure out how our pilots are the best. So they started spinning this lie, of that their pilots eat carrots. And that they have the best eyesight. Come on. And look it up. And that's how the Germans went on it. And that's how this whole spun, like, oh, eat carrots. It's great for your eyes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple things like that. I don't know any other specifics off the top of my head. That's a, that's I know a there's specific some that's, one. That, like, like, the myths are, like, kind of these... Um, What's yeah, not like, myths, like, not like, like, legends, like hab- yeah, like yeah. habit things, like you know, ca- again, carrots are good for your right. eyes. Certain things, uh, there's a couple other ones. I mean, carrots are good like, for you generally, so that's why it stuck. It wasn't like it was something bad that they said. It's it not was like good. it was outrageous. Yeah. yeah, but that was that. That's where it came from. It that's came from crazy. yeah, and and then the other thing I actually wanted to touch base on when you're like, um, you know, when they went back to fight in in Israel and all that stuff, and how uh, they were Nobel Prize winners and whatnot. Do you realize that um, when the Persian Empire was ruling, so it was Iran, Iraq, south of Spain, and I think um, some of Saudi and stuff like that. It was a massive region. The head of um, the head of the hospital, the, the main hospital, ma- and we're not talking about a small hospital, modern hospital, massive, was in Iraq. The head of it was uh, his name was Al Razi, and the dude wrote three hundred textbook canons not textbooks canons different between textbook and canons canon is like we're talking about like 5,000 pages how do you write 300 canons that's insane that's that's the kind that's the kind of (laughs) that's the kind of human progression we had back then if you look at 98% of the names in the of the stars in the sky they're all Arabic algebra is Arabic algorithm is Arabic uh, calculus is Arabic um, 99% of the... What was Nobel- this guy's name again? Sorry. Al-Razi, Al-Razi. Father of pediatrics. He's the first person to write <clears throat> science for children. Wow. Literally. Like, 
differentiate between adults and children. He wrote the textbook for pediatrics. Um, aside from that, what else was it? Uh, he he um, differentiated between smallpox and rubella. Unreal person. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. So all this stuff, the human, like even before that, the pyramids, which we still can't explain. I, everything was unreal. Because no one's looking back in a hundred years and looking at the, at your con and like, what a marvel! How did they come up with this? No, you're no clue. At, no, bricks and mortars and yeah. whatever it's, beams and whatever. There's there's rationale and explanation right, behind exactly. It was done, no, right? no, no, no one's losing their mind. They're like, we're trying to figure out how this happened. Yeah. So my point was that the very stop of this human progression was when, and this is my own personal opinion, but this is part of history. Is when religion happened. Is when when the Sikhs and the Muslims came in and, and, and they said science and math are doing of the evil. Yeah. That all stopped. Fast forward to today, who owns almost all of Nobel Prizes? Jewish people. They are one of the smartest. I Israel is one of the most progressive um, outlets for science. In I the didn't world. know that either. That's a huge tech hub nowadays too, as well. Tech, like huge, science, yeah, very, very big, unreal, unreal. Yeah, very unreal. big, very big. Genetics and genetics in Israel is unreal. Yeah, unreal. I have, uh, I had a friend. So, like I told you, I, I took a break from university, and when I came back, um, I had a friend. Sorry, how long was your break? Um, I would say two to three <laughs> years. Oh, so it was a good amount. Yeah, it was a good amount. So when I came back, um, again, I wanted that sense of being belonged to a community. I have a hate-love relationship with U of T. More of a love when I'm when I'm away from it. It's like, it's kind of like your ex, your ex girlfriend. You're away from, you know, you miss her. Again, this by the way, quick side note: if anyone's going through a breakup, please, please do not always sit alone in your own house and think of the good times. That's your brain working against you. Oh yeah. Because you're feeling down, you need a little bit of the dopamine, dopamine really yeah. release, and the dopamine release comes from only the good times. Please remember why you broke up in the first yeah. place and it wasn't good. Anyways, Crunch back to spinning facts here. No, it's it. true. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Yeah. And and one one yeah. thing it might have not got me in trouble, but actually my my dad always told me, honestly, yeah, I give him that so much shit, but he taught me so much. He's like, always think when it comes to things, you have to think with your head, not your heart. Absolutely. Ninety nine percent. Super think, hard to even distinguish. It's, a, it's hard, that. right? Yeah. You have to think pragmatically, not emotionally. Exactly. And most scientifically people, pragmatic, if you understand it, for you're sure. good to go. Yeah. Because you see the signs, but yeah. then you're all sad, you're like and we're all, everyone at this table for sure is guilty of it too. You're like, do I send that text out? It's like 12 o'clock on a Saturday and 100%. nine out of 10 you do. And you realize the next day, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Couldn't My dad always told me, think, think with the head on your shoulders, not the other one. Yeah. Big Frank always told <laughs> but me remember, no, But That's remember, a really good one. That's a good one. Remember though, no matter how many times, who tells you, what they tell you, at the end of the day, you have to stumble. You have to kind of like... Yeah. Take that fall and learn yeah, from it. It's easier said I did. than done. Too, yeah, right? I, I I did it too. I did it oh, too. Everybody has. I did it too. I was that guy who was posting subliminal stupid messages oh, on Instagram. Yeah. Was like my my buddy hit me, called me one day. He's like, "Man, stop it!" He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> he's like, "Stop!" He's like, "Like you're not being super like like yeah, you all know what's yeah. happening. Stop." <laughs> so you know that kicked in. Understood all the psychology part of it, but yeah, I mean. If you can understand exactly where everything's stemming from, you're yeah. set. Yeah, yeah. What were we saying before we jumped off on the on the relationship? What were we talking about? So, um, 
Go ahead, sir. I forget. No, 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 no. We, we, we were coming off the you whole. You just took the break. Yes. Back to school. The sense of belonging. Exactly. So, it, 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 like I said, it was a hate-love relationship with school. That's exactly where we were. Love yeah. Relationship. Yeah. And um, to be honest, it was more of a love. So, anyways, I got back and I met one of my really good friends, Nathaniel Green. And his story is unbelievable. Next time he's down here, I'm getting him in here. You guys need to talk to him. Sure. He is now a pediatric doctor. Um, specialist with a PhD out of Philadelphia, but he fl- he drives oh, down. He's, if he's in Philly, we can't bring him on. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he has no. He has he, he has. He's no, from Toronto. He's from Toronto. Okay. He has he has no connections with Philly. Okay, okay. He just he's, he's okay. He's then. just out there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We're Philly haters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He cares. I mean, I'm, a, I'm more of like a Sixers hater, not a Philly hater. But one, I've I had I'm the I'm, I'm the le- least person to know anything about sports. Yeah. I can maybe name you some of the Raptors guys that come to EFS, and that's it. And I have utmost respect for Toronto teams. I'm not a bandwagoner. I love Toronto, and that's why I love the Toronto teams. And I'm not lying. I don't know anybody. If you, if you ask me to name a hockey some, like, player. Hot, some leaves come in. And I only know, you know one he's... hockey player, and that's because I played at, uh, I played in London for three years. And he's from London, Ontario. Uh, Marner. Nazem. Nazem, yeah. That's it, Kadri. Yeah, so Kadri. Like, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so I was, so I was there in London when he just got in, and it was like the biggest thing, and like the entire family showed up to his like. Was that know, when he was at Barking Frog? Wait, where would where was that mansion? No, where, I used to play Mansion Saturdays. Yeah, mansion, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so yeah. London was unreal. Mansion, Mansion, kind of was our first and second year. Was first year was like I the mean, first club yeah. that we knew. Ma- mansion, <laughs> Mansion was more of like the. Bougie well, joint, but like Barking there. Frog was like the party party guy. I played Barking was Frog. Was it too. when you were you there when like Andrew Moretti was there and like all those guys like Maddie? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When, yeah. When Maddie Trent. opened it, as soon yeah. as he opened it, I was there. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was the resident at his other place. I was the, I was in a resident at Cobra London. That place was. Yeah, that, you, play, you played Cobra, Cobra London, London a couple yeah. times. Oh man, that yes. place was so fun. I think so. Whenever people ask me if I've ever done drugs and like I only <laughs> I, I only smoke weed. I go, no, but I'm pretty sure the only time I've ever been drugged, not that I've done drugs, been drugged was at Corporate London. Come on. <laughs> because I clearly remember I was playing and then I just couldn't stand up anymore. My knees were buckling and I knew I was drugged. Because so, people Jesus. kept handing me drinks. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. Anyways, back to 360. <laughs> so Nathaniel Green, I, I met him when I came back from a break, and he is genuinely one, if not the most um, smartest person I've ever met in my entire life. His story was, without blowing up too much, he had um, a falling out with his family side, first year university at U of T. He decided to go to Japan. He went to Japan for five years, started wow. teaching English there and learned the language. Came back, University of Toronto was, and that's the year he came back. University of Toronto's like, well, you didn't um, unregister from your courses. So you have zeros across the board. So your GPA is zero and we're not going to change that. Wow. That's... He fought for it, didn't change it. Anyways, that's the year I met him. And this guy was... So, for example, one of the hardest classes at U of T is immunology three three four, which is a third year immunology, and one of the pro- uh, all the profs are all physicians from different uh, from different um, hospitals. One of them was from Sunnybrook, and he came in. The first thing he goes, he goes, "Listen, if you if you score a ninety plus in my course, you can write your own recommendation letter. I'll sign it." The only person that got it was Nathaniel. This dude scored ninety eight percentile in in MCAT. Jesus. He. And let alone his family, the Green family, if you look at up in Toronto, one of the most respected Jewish families in Toronto in all aspects. 
So he, he packed up. He left to Israel. We were talking about how progressive it is. Mm-hmm. He went to the university. They didn't check his marks, nothing. They put him in front of a, a psychologist. They talked to him, cleared him. He's in med school. No, pro- nothing else. Smartest guy ever. Second year, they offered him a PhD because he was so smart. He did that too. Finished all that. Now he's in uh, Philly doing a, a, being a PhD. Yeah, yeah. Unreal yeah, dude. Love him on. to death. Would love to have him. He's, he's, a, he's a character. Yeah. He's a character. He's he's a big guy. Um, lovely dude. Just an unreal character. Personality is just unreal. Love him to death. Uh, I, we had a running, like, for example, for example, for our, for our exams, he's psycho. He's a psycho. Um, <laughs> Robart's library is is one is is the biggest library in Toronto. It's, it's it's at U of D. If anybody ever walks by it, take a look up. It's it's a it's a peacock. Massive. The library is a peacock. Like no no the actual shape that the, the way they designed it. If you don't if you don't pay attention, you won't get it. But if you actually look up, it's an actual peacock. Anyways, yeah. um, so we started. So so it'd be exam time, and and we'd be uh we'd be like I'd be like. You know, um, looking over all the material, this guy would come in half blazed with like a six pack of like beers. I'm like, dude, I'm like, we're in the library. What are you doing? He's like, let's go to the 13th floor. Fuck it. He's like, okay. <laughs> come so we on. Go, we're cracking beers. This guy's smoking weed. I'm like, how are you studying on this, man? <laughs> and little, and, and sure enough, the next day he would go in and just ace it. Ace you know, it. there's kids that haven't slept he, for like six days. He's, he is a beautiful mind. And like so many times, me and him would just go get blacked out at like Grace O'Malley's or somewhere at U of like Yeah, and like he is or a beautiful brunny? mind. He is the, yes, the <laughs> brunnies, yes. He is a beautiful mind. And and when people ask me these days, they're like, you know, I, I have a family doctor, this and that. I'm like, not all doctors are built the same. He, that person, Nathaniel, I would trust my entire life with him, 100%. The, the other end of the stick is... I so I did my master's PhD. My boss was is now the head of all of neurosurgeons in Ontario. Wow. A colleague of hers, who she worked with, and you can look at this on in the news. It was about two years ago. He was a neurosurgeon, and for whatever reason, he killed his wife, chopped her up, put it in a suitcase for it. Is he from this Ghana? is crazy. That was literally right down the street from my parents' house. That's that's like the guy. The biggest I know him. News in I know like him. Climberg. Ever. I know him. It was not only across the street from your. Like, like literally in the river yeah. where they found the parts was like apparently like four houses down like basically and this, and this is a years and this away. is a, and this is a neurosurgeon so remember not pr- professions the title of a profession doesn't put um, importance of how great of a human you are right this person not only now has put his uh, kids in jeopardy because they're gonna live without <laughs> parents but also imagine that he had most likely ten patients who were on like a life and death situation who needed to have brain surgery. And look, neurosurgeons are in a dime a dozen. And to have neurosurgery, it's it's a process. So he probably so there were certain patients that were ready to go. He did that, it's done. Those yeah. patients are probably affected. Some may have died as well. You don't realize the ripple effects, the butterfly effect. Not at all. Not well, at all. Funny because that Ricky, movie's good though. Yes, yeah, 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 me yeah. and Ricky had this debate, and I'm not gonna get yeah. into when or what, but one time we were talking about something and, and based on the profession, Rick yep. was like, you know, this seems like we, we met him maybe like once. Rick's like, based on the, maybe twice, whatever. Rick's right. like, based on the profession, I think it seems like a more trust, trustworthy, yeah. right? And, right, right? And I was like, well, what does that mean? I was like, just because they work in a, in a professional, right. like profession, in a profession, uh, profe- 
They're they're a professional. So yeah. the term like you know right. lawyer, doctor, like whatever. an engineer, right? He's right. that professional, right? So because of that, doesn't mean they're trustworthy. He's like, well, but they you know they went through school, did all this. I was like, that right. means nothing. I was like, if any, you, you never know. To like, take me, take me for example, like when I when I mentioned that you know I come from a big family of my cousins are all doctors, mm-hmm. if not architects or engineers, and my grandfather, who he was. And um, near the end of his conscious life, when he was still, you know, woke and he could speak and he can understand what's happening. Out of all my cousins, you know, my, my, my dearest cousin who's in the state, he has his own practice. He's an orthopedic surgeon, literally has his own crazy practice. It's insane. Um, my other cousins are all dentists or all kind of doctors, whatnot. Here I am. I mean, what I, sure, I did some neuro-oncology. I'm a DJ, this and that. But... When I remember when my grandmother passed away and I had a one-to-one conversation, I had a chance one-to-one conversation and we spoke and he understood who I was as a person, not as who my degree, what my degree tells who I am or, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I've governed by my degree. Um, ever since then, he, he, he had uh, me in his eyes as the top of his grandchildren even when he uh, like close to his deathbed and he was kind of not really conscious, not there, he would have moments of clarity. He would call my dad's name or someone else. He would not remember anybody else but me and I haven't been back home in for so long. So yeah. like I said, it, it's not about your title. It's not about the integrity um, governed by your degree of, you know, hey, I have a piece of paper that says I'm this person. It has nothing to do with that. It's really who you are as a person. Your you values, can, your, absolutely, your principles, what you believe in, how you absolutely. treat other people, everything. Absolutely. And and I know what Ricky was trying to say. I'm just teasing him because like I was that was my view of it. I know what he means. Like typically you think that someone's gonna do these things, like maybe they're a little bit more intelligent, might have been the word. Judge, might be. I, I think but I think, yeah. at the end of the day, you have to judge people on a case by case basis and and you're not just because you can't judge a book by its cover. Absolutely. well, absolutely. That's a classic. I got that one. quote right. Yeah. A little bonus a, that, point for myself. Hey, listen, man. Me, me, me and yours are the one drinking wine, and this <laughs> bottle's almost like completely done. I already took one bathroom break. But but I'll tell you this. That's that's a classic one. But like you know, the list go. The list is long. So one is is don't judge a book by its cover. But the other thing, like you even touched on, is or at least what I want to say is, what are people willing to do for you? when they don't need something from you yeah or when you have nothing when you have nothing when there isn't an incentive when there isn't a hidden agenda do you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. so just like just like your podcast when i when when nobody's watching just when i reach out to you guys you know when i when i reach out to you guys it was like late night i think or whatnot i had a couple drinks and like i had this idea in my head i'm like i really want to reach out to you guys and like Sit down and have podcasts. Like, yeah. even though me and you haven't seen each other for so long, I don't, with go, you. I, don't, I don't go out anymore. We bump I, into I, each I other every now and then. Yeah. Every now and then, but but it doesn't matter. It, it like for me, it doesn't matter whether like me and you keep in touch every day. I have friends, like I said, Nathaniel, where I don't speak with him for months on, and then it comes when it's like a Jewish holiday or his grandmother's birthday or something. It's like, oh, I'm coming to Toronto. The very first thing we do is we go to we go for a swim at UFD. He loves swimming. I can't keep up. I'll do one lap and go to the steam sauna. <laughs> He'll just keep swimming. I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> but like I said, like, yeah, with this guy, yeah. this fucking jack guy over here. Yeah. But um, off, off the swimmer, Rick. Yeah. Seventh and off Boxer. <laughs> Ricky Hassel off no, over there. Yeah, okay? good swimmer. Actually. Yeah. No, I I bet. <laughs> um, but like that's what I mean. It doesn't matter 
how much um, how much effort and how much time you spend with someone. If you have an understanding, if that person's a good person, that's all that that matters, sure. right? And that's that's why I reach out to you guys. It's like I'm not necessarily. There's no incentive for me to be here. Especially, like I said, I, I got off the airport, came yeah. here. This you probably want to just go to bed right now. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Not no. at all. But, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to go to your house first, for whatever, sure. change, yeah. relax, yeah, yeah. unwind. But the fact is that if you recognize real people, if you recognize people that are genuine, that that's who I'm attracted to. Yeah. It doesn't matter about the title. It doesn't matter where they are in life. It's who they are as, as, as a good human being. We just need to be good human beings. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a tough thing because... For example, if if you pull up Netflix and look at one of these documentaries about chimpanzees, again, I'm not going to impose this on a- anyone, but if you believe in evolution and where we came from, um, our inherent behavior is aggression. These these monkeys alone, even they're not cognitively um, inclined, what they do is they get together, they scheme on another monkey and they literally rip their limbs yeah, apart. Yeah. Savages. Savages. We're not far off. Yeah. We made progress. But imagine uh like but that's a, still built yeah. into your DNA too, right? It's because again absolutely. Like, it's yeah. and I, I I'm gonna misquote this for sure, but I heard somewhere whether I read it or heard it, but it even goes back to like wow, how the prince the things like the heretics, whatever you want to call them, right. the the triggers that are built into us and the habits. Right. We were here today because our ancestors were able to, they were the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. They were able to run away when, when tribes were ambushing them and all this stuff. And uh, so like, again, that's all built in your DNA. So going back to with the chips, the ancestors, aggression, and maybe I think I know where he was going about people at the end of the day are still going to try and not people. And I don't want to generalize, but it's like, what can you do for me? Right. It's not, it's not always like people don't look at like, you know what? It's a good person. I'm going to help them out because at the end of the day, most people want something to gain out of it, some incentive. I mean, incentives make the world go round. So, well, it's yeah, just it's, interesting, right? Because you think you want to surround yourself with like-minded people, like-minded and, if, and good people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Well, you want to think you're. If you don't think you're a good person, then. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. Sorry, my. But uh, you if you're always trying to get from people and you're always trying to do things for someone because you want something in return then that's what they're going to expect from you. People can see through yeah, that. And it's yeah. just like, that's not what you want. You want to be surrounded by people that want to help you because they just want to help you. And in turn, you want to help people you, you're surrounded with because that you just want to see them succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And that it, that's one thing that, you know, going back, like what my dad's always told me, he's like, you know, he's like, number one, he's like, do things just because you want to do them and the right things to do. But he goes, you know, you'll also see the true colors of people that will, that, when you have nothing, if they'll do something for you. So, you know, if you're down on your luck or you need a lift somewhere or you need, a, need someone to lend you money, you see people's real colors when when there's no incentive or no gain for them, whether it's monetary or intellectual, whatever you want to, whatever you classify it as. But you'll see someone's true colors that when you ask them for help or you need something or you need them to, you know, answer a call at two in the morning, you can tell someone's true colors. And I have a good example with that. Okay. I'm back, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Crunch on for a second bathroom break. Yeah, absolutely. So to uh, to be full transparent, if anybody's flying, drink as much as water you want because as much as water you can. As you can, yeah. The reason is your esophageal gland and your lining. If that's how you get sick, people don't understand. Like the old school tale is your mom's like, don't go out with your wet hair or put on something warm. It has nothing to do with that. If you have a dry esophageal lining, I'm just ratting out everybody's moms right now. 
and it, and it cracks that's when the virus gets into those cracks so oh, if you can wow. keep yeah if you can keep hydrated and keep those cell linings hydrated there's no cracks viruses can get in Anyways, no, I actually want to touch on that. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my things. I always need to yeah. have water before I get on a flight. If yeah. I get on a flight, because they go around with those little plastic crap cups and say, "You want some water?" I'm like, "What's this gonna do for me?" Hey, and it drives yeah. me nuts being on an airplane not having water. I, I had my bottle. I always have the yeah. like a big bottle or like a Nalgene with me, and it's full. And by the time I have to flight, it's done. You always, and, you, I, and you also get very dehydrated on flights too. And I mentioned I had I had a bit of a terrible flight. Uh, the back was one thing, but also to my right, so I had the window seat. And it was these tiny-ass two-seater planes. And to my right was a bigger human being. So we'll leave it at that. And so I didn't want to bother them. I'm George not, was beside you on the plane? <laughs> Damn, man. Not, not even, not even, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Twice your size. So I didn't want to be bothersome. So I literally just sat there and was just like drinking water. And I was just like, okay, all right. It's an hour. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So anyways. But back to that whole story of doing the small deeds and whatnot. I have a really fun story about that is about i would say four months ago um i took a taxi and um the guy was playing african music and we start talking and like i love african music it's i think it's it's beautiful the melodies are beautiful all that is it kind of like the tribal with the drums like a little bit like that style of how do you, cla- what do you that, classify that, that, no that so for me african music is so there's the top 40 what's been popularized by guys like drake and whiskey and all that stuff that's fantastic i play all that for sure but then there's real african music like if i was to go go to you and be like hey uh, Greek music. Yeah, there's probably top forty Greek music that people would know, like house music, like mix yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, for but then there's like real melodic uh, Greek music uh, yeah. where like you feel it, you're nice, like yes, yes. you know that Middle Eastern vibe a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. African music has that, okay. and he was playing that stuff. So I'm like, hey, like, what is this stuff? He's like, he's giving me the names. I'm like, fantastic. So he gets to my house and we're talking all that stuff. He's like, hey man, is there washroom in your lobby? I'm like, no. He's just, I'm like, just come up with me. Damn, man. This is it's it's a bit of a risk. I don't I don't, listen, I don't condone this to anyone, like especially like late night. <laughs> but I'm like, come up, no problem, man. Just use my washroom. Came and wa- use my washroom, like he had my number, whatnot. And he's been my friend ever since. You know what the beautiful part about it is now? Free taxis. Anytime I finish work, <laughs> he's like, Hey man, where you at? I'm like, Hey, I just finished work. He's like, Okay, I'm around the corner, I'll come grab you. Come on. Yeah. That's so crazy. Beautiful for- I was I was actually reading another article on the plane where the guy's like where the article said that um, he likes to uh, engage in conversations no matter who it is. Because right now you get on a plane, people have their noise-canceling headphones on and you're right into your screen, whether it's your laptop, you're not talking to anyone else. That wasn't the case with him. He's sitting beside a guy, he noticed his watch and he had like a crazy watch. So it's a conversation. Apparently the guy ends up being like a CEO of a, a, a Fortune 500 company and the gentleman who's writing that article, he was a uh, a big marketing branding person, and um, they get to talking, 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 and then when they uh, when the plane lands, he's like, uh, "Why don't you come meet some of my uh, colleagues, the for, uh, Fortune 500 guy?" He's like, "Yeah, no problem." He's like, "Let's set up a date." They set up a date. Fast forward, he's now the executive head of branching of their Asia, um, Asia. Uh, whatever uh, vertical yeah. yeah I know you're gonna go you, Kia yeah <laughs> so one, one of our, our boys yeah. you, you might know Kia so anytime we get I think we might have told this story before we but did but anytime we get on the plane yeah so we traveled Europe together for about um, I don't know about a week or so together he was with us for a bit left yeah. and then we all met up 
anytime we got on a plane or in a taxi, he was talking to somebody. Yeah. The first thing wouldn't even, we wouldn't even be in our seats yet. And he's looking up, Hey, what do we say? He was speaking Spanish, yeah, right? Yeah, he speaks Spanish. Not, uh, I forget. He had like a little saying he's just, he said. I can't remember. We're going to get but, him on. But though. you know what's funny is that, again, I was, again, I flew this weekend. I just got... What <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, but I like I flew this weekend. Like one yeah. thing, I typically, depending on the kind of mood I'm in, I put my headphones in or I read a book and like I don't like to be bothered. And there was even this like sweet old lady that I'm coming back. So we took the red eye back from Vegas and it's like yeah. delayed to one in the morning. And I'm not the best when I'm tired. I'm like a little bit, a lot cranky. Yeah. But this little old lady next to us, she's wearing her mask, I guess, from coronavirus. And like, she's kind of like, I guess, Hispanic. She had a bit of an accent. Um, Wait, were, were there a lot of people wearing masks? No, there, like right? she was the only one, I think, that I saw. Yeah, I, 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 I never had one uh, flying into D.C. And flying back was, um, I believe, I, I guess it was a Chinese lady wearing a mask. I Fun fact, there was no protect you at all from anything. They just basically block the mist from coming. So in, in, so, in the cleaning world, like we know that you have to have ones that have a filter on the end. Right. Don't, right. They block the spray. So but, the regular ones don't. The N95s block 95% of the particles. Yes. I have a bunch of those N95s in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> but my... But so my my sister works in construction and she okay. brought me like the actual N95s with the removable 3M like the fil- actual uh, filters clip on yeah yeah and I'm like honestly man I'm like I'm not gonna wear this yeah. she's like no wear it I'm like one I'm not sick two I'm not trying to cause hysteria because to me if someone if I'm sitting next to someone and they have the mask on like one of those intense ones I'm gonna be not even just any mask I'm gonna yeah. be a bit like, first question to my mind is are they sick. And causes unnecessary panic too. Yeah. So, so I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm healthy. Yeah. Like, it's fine. And and not a single person. Sorry about. No, no, no. Go, know, ahead, go ahead. Not a single person except uh, a USC a border agent just decided to put it on. No one else had it. Yeah. I thought. Even, I didn't I, even yeah. see that many of the border agents in Toronto didn't have it anymore. No. no. But anyways, all I was saying was like this little old lady going back, like talking yeah. to people. She was like, it was like one in the morning. Our flight was delayed two hours and I was already kind of tired. And she's just like sitting next to me, my buddy, Michael. And then she's like kind of on the end of the seats. It is in the airport, not even on the plane yet. Yep. She's just like mumbling, talking, all this stuff. And I, she's like, you know, telling us about where she's sitting. And I don't know. I couldn't really understand it, but I was not in the mood to talk. So I was like just sitting there with my head down. But then after a while, she kind of, it was kind of funny. She's like making fun of people and like all this stuff. So I started like talking to her a bit. And like, you know, you can just tell it was someone that just wanted to have someone to talk to. Of course. Yeah. And Going back to our friend Kia, one thing I respect with him is that like he'll talk. Doesn't matter what mood he's in, whatever he talks. I think the whole flight when we were back to what you're saying, thing we flew for uh, to Copenhagen or something. Two hour flight. I don't think he stopped talking for a minute. Like him and the guy just started becoming buddies. Like the person in front, the person behind. Yeah, he's and, got like a four person conversation. And I really respect that because honestly, like there's even a book here that I haven't started yet, but it's called Never Eat Alone. And one yep. of the things is that you honestly conversation is what. It makes the world go round and it to the point of like going back even with incentives and all that stuff. When you just have an honest conversation with someone, there's no hidden agenda. There's no meaning. You don't know each other. You're getting to know each other and you never know what door it can open. So, you know, today's side, a lot of people pull their phone out right away, put their headphones on right away and just don't want anything to do with anybody. Right. And honestly, it's such a shame because you never know to the point of the story you brought up to. You never know what can materialize from a, from a harmless conversation, not even a long one. Hey, how's your day? Where are you headed? Because sometimes someone just wants someone to talk to. Maybe they're by themselves. They don't right. have anybody. Maybe they just, you know. You have be, no uh, idea what's going on in their yeah. life. And people, like, that's one thing, I guess, to summarize my point is that right. one thing that this podcast has kind of helped me personally is even though I like to talk a lot, when, I, when I'm when i not 
in a meeting or a presentation or on a podcast or with friends, right. I don't like to talk as much. It's actually made me become more like engageable. Here's someone's story. You don't know who they are, what do they're you going know, through. Um, talk to them, find out. Do you know what actually evolved us cognitively? If you think no. about it. Gossip. So we so our language and our cognitive, I guess, a capacity grew on gossip. Let me ask you a question. What's news? What's news to you? Gossip, yeah, I guess. I don't, They're gossiping. Honestly, I don't They're watch go- the news, but... No, no, just in general. What is, what is, what news? is news? Yeah, news is the spread it's of gossip. gossip. It's not actually reporting a do- journalism anymore. No, it's, you're, it's no, 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 not even that. At the very basis of it, you're reporting on, on something else that's happening. You're gossiping on someone else. About a telling, series of events right. or something, yeah. And if you even think about your own um, circle of friends and whatnot, most often when you guys are talking about something, it's literally gossip. That's what humans evolved on. That's, that's literally our... That's, cognitive ability capacity that's what it grew because we started gossiping about everything that's where that came from that's that's that's, that's the root of it yeah that's the essence of it that's basically and it's kind of still again back it goes still in the dna so i feel it, it's still it takes prevalent out the word is i'm looking for but it's still, yeah, it's still yeah. happens it's still no part it, of is. Our, it's, it is it's part of our habits we, and what we, we, do we look at we look at it differently we may we may categorize it differently but it's still gossip yeah you know it, it it takes it takes a lot more effort to be mean to someone to be more understanding to people and, you know, to understand where everybody's background comes. At the end of the day, at least, look, I, I come from a science background. So to me, everyone's the same, literally. Oh, yeah. Molecularly, they're the same. Funny enough, um, I was uh, watching um, on the plane back, John Oliver. And I watched his show. He's sh- great. Late, he's, uh, he's, uh, last week tonight. Yeah. Great love him. show. Did you guys watch great. his last show? That- I haven't seen this season, I but I've, I, whenever. Well, it just came Sundays back. Sundays always. Yeah. It, it's, the second, it's the second episode that came back. And okay. it's, it was talking about, um, it started off with talking about Trump meeting um, the Indian uh, prime minister. And fast forward. So in India, what they're trying to spin off is hatred towards the Muslims. Because they want basically what Hitler did. And I, I'm not exaggerating. They want cleansing. They want Indians and non-Muslims. And it's just insane to me that they uh, they rewrote some of their books, right? So, so they rewrote some of the books for um, kindergarten, high school, all that curriculum, right? One part of it absolutely just blew my mind. And um, so what they said is that how white people were created is that God put in um, the bread in the oven and took it out too early. Oh, I've heard this before. Do you yeah. hear this? I've Have heard you heard this? this? I heard it when I was. I, I think when, I think when I was in India. Sorry. Go yeah, yeah. Continue. When I was yeah. actually in there, I heard this. So thing. white people, how are, how they were created? Yeah. Like, yeah. So God put in the bread in the oven, took, took it, it out, out too early. Too early. That's so it's white. white. And and it was just. Hold right. on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, no, no, you put the other one in. Sorry, sorry. So then he tries it again. He puts it in for too long. Comes out black. Negroes. This is the word they use, not me. They use the word Negroes in that book. They go, it, it darkens too much. And this is a much. kid's book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This, is yeah. for, this is for the curriculum. So they, they're like, the, God put in the bread for too long after the, the white people. And it came out too dark. And that's what Negroes came. This is the, I'm, I don't, I'm not using this word. This is how they, they describe it in the book. And then they go, finally, he figured out the perfect time. And the bread came out nice and brown. And that's what Indians came from. Yeah. Wow. Someone told me that when I was in India, this I was is, traveling. Like this is unreal. And to like me. this is what they teach kids. Yeah. yeah, this is this comes from a prime minister, and his right hand. Um, I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, 
I was just watching. I know, watching I too. forget. I know. Anyways, who, yeah. um, this uh, Trump just met with him. Yeah. And Trump called him the father of India when Gandhi has had that title. Do you know how dangerous it is to call father of India the guy who's like making these propagandas? It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. His right-hand man went out in, 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 in his, I guess, campaigns and said, for every one Indian that a Muslim kills, we're gonna get a, we're gonna kill a hundred Muslims. That's deep shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, I mean, it's it's much easier, less less of a headache, less of a planning and scheming to hate each other than. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, being mad in general, like, it takes more effort to be mad. Yeah. Than, uh, there's that, that than phrase. It pals, takes you know? uh, 100, 100 muscles to frown, where it only takes one muscle to smile. Something I don't like know that. what that is, Rick. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's why that, that that that's why they say you know it, it, people who are always upset and frown. You, you have the three lines up the top, and you wrinkle too much more. So I got no wrinkles. Yeah. I never frown. <laughs> Except that, Sunday's hungover. Hey, take, still frown. takes takes way less efforts to be pals. No pun intended. All pun, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All pun, all pun intended. No, yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I don't know. You want to? Yeah, no, me? I was going to say, like, this has been such a good educational yeah. conversation. It's fun. Like, yeah, it's been fun. But you know, it's actually, like, honestly, it's nice because, like, me, you know, we all go way back. Yes. And, and to your point, like, we don't see each other as often. Number one, because, again, I don't frequent clubs i mean the last one of i did course, was yeah. went to mr wolf mickey's club recently i actually really like that place good vibe it's great great yeah great but spot. i don't I don't go out as often but again every time i used to come out yeah. when we dj together a couple of times whether it was at time Absolutely. night club whether yeah. it was anywhere we played yeah. like always friendly yeah. always in conversation yeah it's cool for us to get together because we don't talk to the other side we're usually in a club right we can't not gonna talk about this yeah, kind of stuff small talk right and i think oh, we touched shot? yeah, yeah we touched on a lot of different topics we did like you know Stuff that you're obviously your background, history, but science. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like you think, like yeah. we were in my head, we were gonna come in here and talk, you know, a lot of music, kind no, of career, no, in that sense. Yeah. yeah. But we had such a good natural conversation Absolutely. about so many other yeah. things that Absolutely. I think are so valuable to our listeners. Yeah. Like I said, um, I think that uh, it's important to have people who you guys can have an organic connection with. Yeah. And you just start talking talking about topics, and and you just take it wherever it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's good, because again, it just like we had no plan, no script, and and but anyways, we we do appreciate you coming straight from the flight. Um, you know, I guess we're gonna wrap it up here, but do you let's like let's ask you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, actually we have a question. Yeah. If you could give one piece sure. of advice to your younger self, so ten years ago, well, he already gave back, us a good. Oh, one. that's that's a good one. Back when you're starting out, whether that's it's a as really a DJ, as a student, as whatever, one thing you could change or that's give a really good one. What would you tell yourself? That's back a. Then? That's a really, really, really don't go good to one. Chester. No, college. no Chester no, residence. No, Chestnut. No, Chestnut. that's that's a, that's a super super good one. I think the one advice I would give myself <laughs> was um, was to take it easy with the girls when I was a DJ. That's yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So all the all the aspiring DJs out there, take note. Take note. Uh, and then settle where- down. Uh, but no, but 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 on a but on a real note though, if if I'm looking back on myself, I don't think that I would change too much because I wouldn't be where I am. Uh, the way I've looked at my life is the good and the bad has funneled down into exactly who I am at this moment, speaking to you guys. Yeah. And if you were to take the bad away or the, take the good away, I might nece- not necessarily be who I am where I am. Right. That's kind so, of, I, yeah. I think I look at personally and as cliche as it is, I look at the same way. Like, yeah, I'm very content with where I am. You obviously aspire for more, but 
You know, yeah. we are. We talk about all the time. Yeah. You're where you are today because of the good decisions, the bad decisions. Absolutely. And you're going to continue to make bad decisions. If we all if, are. If you're happy where you are today, that's the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, what shows you got coming up? Where can people find you? Where can they come see you play if they want to see you play? Well, I mean, uh, I I I, play, I still play like uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They can check me out on 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 my uh, social media. I'm yeah. sure you guys will post it. No problem. Yeah, yeah. So I won't shout it out. It's fine. Um, you know, I'm I'm not here to promote my shows. I just want to be here, hang out with you guys, have a chat with that. you guys. Um, to me, I'll always love DJing. I'll always love music. Um, as much as I do, I think equally right now for me, my business is is it's what I'm really passionate about as okay. well. I've considered what I might do, like when this business becomes or takes off. If I'm ever going to stop DJing, that's mm-hmm. not going to be the case. If if anything, I might stop doing my residencies as often and take one-off shows. That's what I want to do because I still very much am in love with DJing and yeah. and music, and I do still see myself. And I mean, not to like, I'm not being cocky. I'm being confident as Jay Z's line, but not. It, you know, top three or top four guys in the city because I really do put in that energy when I'm on stage and yeah. I still play. I, I really do want to please the crowd. That's always going to be there. Like yeah. that's that's me. That's always going to be there. I'm still going to look up to the people who I looked up. I'm still going to try to please the crowd as as much as I did. But just as equally, I'm just in love with like this whole solopreneurship. New, yeah, just just learning everything yeah. daily. So that's like. Learning is is one of my passions. So I have this avenue of learning. Fantastic. And when yeah. can we expect the business to launch? June. June. Oh, yeah. Okay. All so right, you well. know what? Once it's if it, around that time, we'll get you back on. We can chat and figure 100%, out more. One hundred percent. Let me see what I can tell you about it. Um, it's the first in Canada. Ooh. First in Canada. First of its kind in the world to be verified as completely natural and biodegradable. Because right now, uh, you may know that uh, in, in, in most healthcare and personal care industries, you can make all the claims you want about being biodegradable, natural, organic. There's no body of yeah. government that judges that. So, But lately, there, for example, there's a company called EWG in the States who verifies household, but now they just got into personal care and will be the first company in the entire world that will, will actually be verified by a lab, whether we're... 100% natural, biodegradable, and safe to use. Wow. And my product, even though it's not a skincare product, comes from a skincare lab. With that in mind, um, I've washed my face with it. It's not. It's 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 not a. It's not a lotion. It's not a soap. Nothing like that. I know. I know what it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I, really? I, I bet you do. Uh, yeah. I bet you do. But like, I've literally wa- and have bat sensitive skin, and like, I wash my face with. It's completely inert, completely natural. It's great for the. So hopefully in okay. June we'll, well we'll come back well, to it. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm su- yeah. I'm super yeah. excited about it. I've I've like two really beautiful companies that really want to work that are just as excited. Like nice. we, we talked about like my, um, I guess my, my journey and all that stuff where I come from and one of the companies I spoke to and they were just blown away, even though like, you know, I'm, I'm a startup company per se. Yeah, my yeah. budget isn't that high, but like they were just like, we want to work with you. So I'm excited. Hopefully in June, we'll nice. be the first candidate. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. get you well, back on hundred percent. Yeah. I would love to be back. Well, yeah. Best of luck for yeah. the next couple months. Uh, bottle bottle of wine on the next one is on me. I'll okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, uh, pals, I, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that's great, it. Great conversation. Thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah. I hope I'm an honorary pal from now on. You and are, buddy. Back are. anytime. Yeah. Uh, if right, you like this episode, guys, remember to subscribe, share with your friends and, uh, yeah. Signing off, pals. Absolutely.
Thanks, pals. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Thanks. pals. Bye. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain.